0: Hola y bienvenidos to this special episode on Salud Talks. We're continuing to explore infection control in healthcare settings as part of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Project First Line. In today's episode, we are focusing on rural healthcare workers' role in COVID-19 infection control. Hi, I'm Dr. Amelie Ramirez, Director of Salud America, and its home base, the Institute for Health Promotion Research at UT Health San Antonio. I have spent many years leading research and communications programs to help reduce health disparities among Latinos. It's my pleasure to serve as your host for this podcast series on infection control. Our guest today is Dr. Trinidad Solis, and she will tell us a little bit about what she does.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Trinidad Solis, and I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I'm also currently serving as a deputy health officer for the Fresno County Department of Public Health. Fresno County is the largest county in Central California, and it's majority Latino population. And it's a mixture of metropolitan and also rural areas. In my role as a deputy health officer, I assist with developing local health advisories, I have meetings with our local hospitals, and I also guide our department's response to disease outbreak.
0: Great, well gosh, what a variety of important subject matters you you cover. And so thank you for being here with us today. We're so happy to have you. Let's get this conversation started. I have a couple of questions for you, and so I'd like you to just share with us your thoughts. What is the healthcare environment like in a rural setting? Does infection control look different in rural healthcare settings compared to urban healthcare settings?
1: Yes, well, in terms of infection control strategies, they're similar in both urban and rural hospital settings. For example, cleaning, disinfection, how to properly use PPE. Those we want to standardize amongst. Type of settings. However, when looking at rural healthcare settings, there are some differences in that there are a shortage of healthcare workers in rural areas, not only from primary care doctors to specialists to our nurses and respiratory therapists. And so when there's a shortage of healthcare providers, what we've seen is that it's easier for the rural hospitals to get overwhelmed. And so it's very important for infection control measures to be implemented because not only to protect the patients but also the staff because we may have beds available in hospitals but if there's not enough staff we'll staff those beds and take care of the patients and really those beds are not truly available to the community so that is one challenge that we see in our rural hospitals and also access to PPE so in the beginning of the pandemic what we saw is that the more urban areas hospitals got more supplies than uh, rural areas in terms of gowns and masks and as we know these are resources and tools that really help protect our healthcare workers. And so that disparity was a challenge for infection control for rural hospitals. From my experience, we found that in an effort for, for us here at the health department to help our hospitals from becoming overwhelmed is to really try to reduce the community transmission, of, for example, COVID and other respiratory illnesses that occur uh, on the ground. And the way we do that is first acknowledging the challenges to accessing healthcare in rural areas. First is, lack of transportation. Unlike in more urban areas, it, it can be difficult to find a ride or to get to your health appointment. We also have a lot of individuals in our rural areas that lack health insurance or uh, monolingual Spanish speakers, and it can be challenging to navigate the complex health care system of signing up for insurance, of figuring out how to get a primary care doctor. There's also a high rate of chronic conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity. And as a family doctor, you know, I can tell you uh, having those chronic conditions places individuals at risk of having complications, for example, due to COVID. And we've seen that over and over uh, during the pandemic. And so here at the health department, we took note of these challenges and try to come up with innovative solutions to try to meet them. So one way, uh, just to give you an example, is that we developed a food and ag initiative where we brought COVID vaccines to farm workers at their agricultural workplaces. And we are one of the first counties in the country to do that. Today we've administered over 35,000 uh, COVID vaccines and for farm workers sometimes uh, you know many work by the hour many expre- expressed that it was challenging to leave their workplace to go get a vaccine and so by developing these mobile vaccination events we were able to increase access and a lot of our farm workers they carpool and in the beginning of the pandemic we saw that a lot of farm workers would carpool together and many did not use masks and so that put them at increased risk of getting infected with covid and so um, not only did we bring vaccines to the workplaces, but we also contracted various community-based organizations, utilized community health workers to educate the public about the importance of not only getting tested if you have symptoms of COVID, get the importance of the vaccines, and now at this point of the pandemic, of utilizing the therapeutics available if you do become infected with COVID-19. And the reason I share this is that as someone who works in the health department, it's important to help our hospital partners, our Healthcare workers that are on the front line by not overwhelming the system. That way, the emergency rooms are not crowded and infection is more likely to spread. And those are some of the community strategies that we've utilized.
0: Wow, very innovative and and a lot of important kind of direct outreach. And the individuals that you're reaching out to are critical workers that help support our communities, right? Whether they're working in an agricultural field or in a cattle industry or in rural areas, they need to stay healthy because all of those are producers that help support communities both at rural and urban settings. In your opinion, why is infection control important in rural settings?
1: It's important to keep healthcare settings safe and open for treating patients. Our hospitals in our rural areas can get easily overwhelmed due to staffing shortages, so it's crucial to keep not only the patients healthy, but the staff. To keep our hospitals open 24 hours, we need to protect them from getting infected.
0: How can rural healthcare workers use CDC's Project First Line resources to promote infection control?
1: Rural healthcare workers can use CDC's Project First Line resources to keep up with the latest guidance for infection control. In regards to COVID, for example, the virus is constantly changing as most viruses tend to do. And CDC's Project First Line have has resources that not only explain this process of how the virus is changing, but also explains the cleaning, disinfecting process that can help our healthcare workers stay safe. And it's also a great resource to turn to if you just need a refresher. It can be short a few minutes or longer. It really depends on the availability of the healthcare worker. And I really like how it's interactive. In terms of a population level for health departments or hospitals. Hospitals. CDC's Project First Line also offers flyers to have up in either throughout the hospital or in the community, and it also offers social media messages. A big role in health departments is to educate the community, so I, I really found these social media messages helpful. So I really think on both levels, individual healthcare workers, and also for public health organizations, these
0: resources are really helpful. Wonderful. Well, that's, that's great. And we, we really want to promote that those resources are available for anybody to utilize. So, so thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Solis, for sharing why rural health care workers are key to infection control. We really appreciate your perspective and all that you have done to help slow down the spread of COVID-19. We hope you enjoyed listening and learning with us during this special podcast series of CDC's Project First Line. See you next time.